Um, welcome to our opening meeting. This is Saratova Best. We are in Parshas Vayechi. Parshas Vayechi is all about Chaim um, Nispin, essentially, when we think about it. What is, what is Parshas Vayechi? Really, it's uh, for Yid, it, it, we're talking about Chaim Nispin and, and nothing other than that. So, um, actually, this Sikha of Tachinun Base speaks about Asar Batevis, but we're finished with that one. Um, hopefully, it will only turn to Geula, so we're going to focus on um, the other the other aspects of it. So, just hint at the Sarbatevis. Of course, the whole point of the Sarbatevis is um, well. Let, oh, sorry, let's say this: the name of the parsha is Vayechi Yaakov, because ya- Yaakov Avinu is the Bechir Shabbos, and therefore, uh, and this is Shabbos Chazak. So, when we're saying Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek. What are we saying it on? That means everything about the Avas is somehow brought to fulfillment. And what what is, it seems from what Tyra is telling us, what is the sachakal of everything that the Avas achieve for themselves and for us and for the world and for his Chaim Nitzchim, Vayichi Yaakov. Matavav Vayichi Yaakov, Eitzel Kol B'nei Yisrael Ad Saif this is the, it's not the scene of the Parsha, it's the, it's the real thing of the Parsha. We're stepping through this Parsha into, through Yaakov Avinu, we're stepping into Tzai So, of course, the Teichon of the Parsha is the brach of Yaakov to his sons, Ephraim and Menasha, and everybody knows, you know, the arts and crafts that the kids would always bring home of the crossed hands. Whatever that's about. Hmm? You know, seen so many of those artsakrafts, Baruch Hashem. But we know that when Yaakov gave the bracha, you know, um, the crossed hands, you know, no, give, give this bracha to that one and, and that to this one, Ephraim and Manasha. Makes you wonder, though. Makes you wonder. I, I don't know much about the bracha, but makes you wonder just the visual of those hands cross, not straight, complicated. You know, no, right should go left and left should go right. When you look at the world today, what's that telling us? Because there's a deep message in that, including, as it says, the inyanim of Yaakov, the bracha of Yaakov to his sons. Who are his sons? You and me. Yudbe Shvatim, including all B'nai Yisrael, Ad Saif Forever. So somehow this crossing of hands is um, in the last seconds of Gullus gives you insight into the world being topsy turvy. Let's, let's let's say it that way. The, of course, Lashon Chazal is Yaakovin Lameis. Where does it say that in Gemara Tainis? Mazar b'chaim Afu b'chaim. Right? His seed is alive, he is alive. Sorry, which means what? Shechaye Yaakov him chaim nitzchim. The life of Yaakov is eternal. Al yidei zeh, shenimshachim eitzel zara v'zara, zara zara, ad saif kol adaris, zara b'chaim. Through this, that, how is the life of Yaakov eternal life? 
through this that it's give, brought down. This eternity is brought down to his seed and the seed and the seed of his seed outside Kaladaris till the end of all the generations. There is no end to the. I always wonder about that term because there is no end to the generation because Zarbachayim, his seed is alive. Chaimimitin. What is the, what is true life? So true life is being bequeathed from Yaakov Avinu down to his offspring, that's you. Through what? Limud and Kiyam When you're tuning into the truth of Tyra through doing it and learning it, <coughs> this is the union of Yaakov when you tune into. Yaakov is the union of Tyra. Yaakov is sitting in a tent learning Tyra. Which, whatever we want to say about, is sitting in the tent of Tyra. Yaakov is actually not a street guy. That's Esau. Esau's out in the field. Esau's busy on his iPhone. Yaakov is learning my marm. Of course, we know our Indian is to do both. And somehow, because obviously, it's the Indian of Padavashal Nafshi, Mikrav Li Kibi Rabim Hayu Imadi. If our Indian was just to learn my marm and not to use our phone, then it would be the same milchama that you had between Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov says, let's sit and learn. Esav says, no, let's go out to the field. And they're brothers for a reason. They're twin brothers for a reason because ultimately they embrace as they did at that point and ultimately they embrace and they assist each other. So, and of course, we end the Parsha with Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek which means Vayichi Yaakov enables the, it's the chizuk on the Avaida of every Yid, there's a chizuk that we get when we say chazak, chazak, penis, chazek, this week in Shul. Sorry, the chizuk of what? The chizuk in Chaim Nitzchim that comes through a deep relationship with Tyron Mitzvah and with Yaakov Avinu. So, um, of course, we know all of this is connected to to Sarbatevis, um, and I'll only say it in in passing that and we said it sometime this week. Sarbatevis is the worst fast, which means it will turn into the best fast because Samach Babel, Samach Melech Babel, Yerushalayim, the king of Babel, the king of confusion. Surrounded Yerushalayim. Hmm, sounds familiar. The king of confusion has surrounded Yerushalayim and is kind of choking it off from its life force. Yeah? Right? And that's what makes it so severe. And so, um, um, and yet, we know it's all going to be turned around. Specifically through that. The worst becomes the best. That's part of the Shalm Nafshi. The worst becomes the best. So, and one other thing, we know that um, this siege of Yerushalayim, we find it in the Nevu of the Yechetzkel. The Yechetzkel was told, the Atakachlecha Machbas Barzim and the Sato Oisakir Barzil Bencha Ubena Ir Bahais Matar Oisi Lebeis Yisrael. Take an iron bar. 
Yechezkel was told. Um, and make an iron wall between you and the city. Yerushalayim. There's you. Yechezkel is coming with pure truth. You know, sitting in the... Yechezkel is, perhaps, we could say, the representative of the one who sits, Yaakov Avinu, sitting and learning in the tents of Tyre. And the city is surrounded by the street guys, Melech Babel. You know, Babel is confusion. You know, it's very clear. Life is very clear when you're learning a mimer. And then you put the mimer down and then you go out into the world. It's very confusing. Everything changes. So here's Yechesko being told. And again, he is... He gets in this in this in this narrative, so to speak, the representative of uh, of Yaakov sitting and learning pure truth. And in his sitting and learning pure truth, his people are surrounded by the confusion. Okay, so so we're saying here's. Um, here is Yechesel, he's the representative, the one who's sitting and learning Tyra, and there's the city, and it's, and it's surrounded by this confusion, and, and, um, and what? And Hashem is saying, take a, um, an iron bar and put it between you and the city, and this iron bar will be, um, it will be a sign. This iron bar will be a sign. So now, just have this in mind. I'm pretty sure we're still recording. Okay, so have this in mind. So this iron bar is basically saying, you know, when you're sitting in the tents of Tyra and you're learning, and yet there's the street out there and it's 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 confusing and it's difficult. You need some kind of interface that will explain to you how to put the two together. So um that's the iron bar. Now, what is the iron bar? How is it an interface? The iron bar shows on the churban of the base of English, the destruction of the base of English, because barzel is something, iron, that you couldn't use to build the base of English. We know that. You could not use iron to build the base of English because it causes destruction. It's a weapon of the opposite of life. And so, um, you do not use, you, 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 for the Mishkan, you use gold, silver, copper, etc., but not iron. But of course, we know that the third base of will be specifically with iron. And the fixing, so, in other words, because iron is used to destroy, it's a weapon of destruction, and we all, we all know this in the Kuda, because it's a weapon of destruction, therefore, we um, we don't throw things away anymore. We transform them. So Chazal say, Any Talmud Chacham that's not as tough, as hard as, as Barzal, 
is not a Targum Chacham. Eretz Asher Avnea Barzel. A land that is stones or barzel. Um, don't say Altoimer Avnea Ela Bainea. What is this barzel? Is it good? Is it bad? Can't use it to be the base of English. On the other hand, barzel is like she'aris, tough, strong, stubborn. You know, it's not something. It's 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 not something that you um, you normally use. Barzel is not something. It, it, it's something that really works against you. It's used. It's used for something destructive. How do you use it for your own purposes? You stand up with iron-clad, right, like tough as nails. Now, nails are made of whatever, iron or something like that. Tough as nails means you're not, you're not influencing this person to change their mind. Like, they, like they're, not, they're not breaking, right? They're not breaking. You can't crack them like a piece of wood. They're not breaking. It's like a piece of iron. So there's an advantage to iron, and there's a disadvantage to iron. The Yetzirah is also, it's called Kashya Sa'arif the Yetzirah. So the Yetzirah also has, as it says here, um, the Barzel of L'Umazeh. There is Barzel of L'Umazeh. There is iron of the opposite of Kedusha, which is very tough, will not, refuses to break. In the end, it will be transformed. We're not, we can't, you can't break the Yetzirah. Certainly not in this generation. So what do you do? You get it on your side. You can't do Escafia on the Yetzirah very effectively, certainly not in this generation. So we do Eshafka on a Vaidazar, on, on the Yetzirah. Okay, so we're returning to, after a little break, we're returning. So all of this of transforming, we're saying that the Yetzirah is like a piece of iron. It's completely, it's unbendable. It's, it's not breakable. It's not like uh, glass or, or wood. You can't break it. You can't crack it. And so that's a good quality. We have that as hidden. We're, um, we're tough as nails in a way. You know, we're unbendable. We're, we're, we're quite stubborn. And of course, this has to do very much with the Sarbatevis because um, the whole point of the siege, the siege was of Yerushalayim. They surrounded Yerushalayim. They actually didn't destroy Yerushalayim, not at that point. They just surrounded Yerushalayim. It's a much higher state. They were around the walls of Yerushalayim. So in a way, if they're just outside of the walls, surrounding the walls, they're actually not breaking the walls. So they're making it possible for the walls to strengthen. You know, why do you have a scab? What's the point of a scab ever? So that what's underneath it can be surrounded and protected so that what's underneath it can be healed. So in a way, you know, Melech Babel, the confusion, Melech Babel, the king of Babylonia, who surrounded the walls of Yerushalayim, he was like a scab, sorry to say, I mean, he was, he was worse than a scab, but he was like a scab in that Shem's intention of probably of sending him is so that underneath the healing can get done, the tshuva can get done in Yerushalayim, in Yerushalayim, move from the, to another level and another and another. 
So today, when we're in a world where we're surrounded by the king of confusion, it's very confusing for a lot of people what to do. And for those who are not confused what to do, it's confusing how evil could be so successful, etc. It, it throws people off, and those people who can't, it's too hard, it's too much for them to compute that evil could have such temporary success, so they decide to go in a certain direction in their lives. So that in their mind, uh, what, what do you mean? Everything's fine. So, um, and the, the, the confusion that's surrounding everything is like a scab that enables us underneath to come to a higher level and a deeper level of unity with Hashem to understand things. It's actually the Shmira, in Avaita, it's the Shmira on the Shlemus of Tyra. Ani Chaima Zu Tyra. I am a wall. This is Tyra. In a way of strong wall. Barzel. Barzel of Kedusha. Avneh, Baneh, Tamirechacham, and Barzel. The stones, the building, the stones, the building blocks <coughs> of Yerushalayim, of Tamirechacham, are Barzel. Any Talmud Chacham who's not like a piece of iron, is not a real Talmud Chacham. That's what it says. And the whole point is, of course, of this siege of, of, of the confusion, Melech Babel, surrounding, like a scab, surrounding Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. Um, and how it devolved was actually surrounding the city of Yerushalayim. Um making it possible and then ultimately destroying it to make to make way for a higher level of base and Mizish. It's in order that there should be the fullness of Barzil of Kedusha in the third base and Mizish. So and we know that these several things, these several um what was used in the base of English, gold, silver, copper, etc. They show, show show on three different types of avida, which maybe we'll do another another time. Um, and they correspond to first base of English, gold, second base of English, silver, third, copper. Also, gold is Avram, Avram Avinu. Silver is Yitzchak Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is copper, etc. And copper is the closest to, on the way to, iron. You know, the lowest, kind of a lower material. So when we're th- when we're talking about um, um, when we're talking about the eternity, the third base of English, after the first se- first and the second are so to speak moved out of the way. We see this eternity of the third base of Mizesh in Barzil, iron, Barzil of Kedusha. Of course, that's one of the reasons why not only will you be allowed to use Barzil as part of the third base of Mizesh, it's very specifically part of it. This, you want to say, Kshayirah, stubbornness in Kedusha. Go'ayin Yaakov, don't give in, don't back down, don't break, don't, don't, you know, don't yield. So we're going to look at one other little piece here, and this 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 will really give um, give us a sense of what that means for us. 
In Tyrus HaKabbalah and Chassidus, it says, Barzal is Rosh Hashanah, Bila, Rachel, Zilpah, and Leah, the four wives of Yaakov Avinu, our foremothers of the 12 tribes, Yud Beishvatim. And really, Ukenegdem Yeshkam Dalad Bechinus Nukva Deklipa. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, or sorry, no, 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 sorry. Bila, Rachel, Zilpah, and Leah, the four wives of Yaakov Avinu, correspond to or have a corresponding, their Kedusha, they have a corresponding four levels in the opposite of Kedusha, in the feminine aspect of Klippa. Look for the Klippa. They are, Bila, Rachel, Zilpah, and Leah are the four aspects of feminine holiness, Receiving Kedusha from Hashem, not the giver, but the receiver in the feminine aspect, in holiness. And then there were four different types of receivers in the, in, in Klippa, in opposite of holiness. As it says about Oig, Arshu, Erish, Barzil, there are four Imahas, the of the four Imahas of Kedusha. Okay, we said that. So, now it's very interesting. Barzo goes like this. Bila first, then Rachel, then Zilpa, then Leah. Now we know that our mothers are Sarifka, Rachel, and Leah. Rachel and Leah are, are, are our Imahis. Bila and Zilpa are the maidservants. So when we're looking at the four wives of Yaakov, and Yaakov is, let's just go back for a second. Who is Yaakov? Yaakov is you. Yaakov Avinu is you. Which you? You as you find yourselves in the tents of Tyra. You, when you put yourself into pure Kedusha, you also have, there's a you when you have to be out in the street doing stuff, dealing with the world. But as you are in pure Kedusha, you are the son, you are the child of Yaakov Avinu. And you have a relationship, a very deep unity with four in, with four different kinds of women. But really, the important ones are Yaakov was married to Rachel and Leah. So why do we care about these maidservants? And why do their names come first? Bila, Rachel, Zilpa, Leah. The Seder in Kedusha, of course, is the holiest comes first. The Seder in non-holiness in Klippa is the maid comes first. Shivka Kisirash Kvirta. Um, in Kedusha, you could say there's also Barzil. Where do you see that? How isn't it in Kedusha? Holy stuff comes first. First you talk about, first you, you get up in the morning, you say Maida'ani, you say Brachas, you go to Davin, and then you sit on your computer. And then you deal with the world. You do Rachel and Leah first, and then Bila and Zilpa in your life. That's the standard way. That's the holy way. The unholy way is you get on the computer before you say brachas, which many of us do. That's the unholy way. And yet, holiness, Kedusha, has taken that pattern and said, I'll use that pattern. To create eternal holiness. What? What? I should always get up first thing in the morning, go on my computer before I say breakfast? 
Let's see what it means. So there's an advantage. There's an advantage to the street. And when we're looking for eternity, we're looking, we're going for eternal life. We're going for Tyra that is so eternal. It doesn't just mean we learn Tyra forever. It means that Tyra can permeate the darkest, darkest places. And the message of Tyra and the truth of Tyra is eventually being called out, is screaming out from the darkest, darkest of places. How does that happen? What, you should go on your computer first thing in the morning? No, but through this specific thing, Barzo. Because the mile of the imahos of our mothers over our fathers, over the avas, it says about Avram, whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her. Why? Shaya Avram Tafel Lasar Benavius. Avram was secondary to Sarah in Nevuah, in the ability for Nevuah. And the word is here, Nevius, as it says in Vayera, Parshas Vayera. Like the situation of the future, when the Keva to of Geber, the feminine will surround, will go higher than the masculine. That already existed with Avram Avinu. And that, and we, we had it already with the Abbas, as it says, there are three who tasted from Eilam Haza. In when they were in Eilam Haza, they already tasted from Eilam Haba. Who were they? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. As it says about them, Bakol, Mikol, Ko. Avram, Bakol, Yitzchak, Mikol, Yaakov, Ko. And the same thing with the Shifchas. The maids, coming in order, being spoken about, before the actual mothers. Bila comes before Rachel. Zila, Zilpa comes before Leah. As it says, as it says about Rachel, she gave her maid, Bila, to Yaakov. And she said, I will be built through her. Okay, before, and I'm just, I'm going to sum it up by bringing out something very Kabbalistic that's very amazing, but I'm going to stop for one second to say the following comments. So, what, when we look at about, at this idea in our own lives, that, what is Rachel saying? Rachel is saying, I want to be eternal. In order to create offspring, whether it's spiritual offspring, physical offspring, in order to be eternal, to have offspring. And again, when we teach someone, those people are our, those people are our, our offspring. So there are various ways of creating offspring. And when we do, we create eternity. Your message, your teachings, your children, your this, your that, your mushfaim, it goes, it just multiply, it keeps going and going and going forever and ever. So Rachel wanted to be eternal, not for herself, but what she and Yaakov Avinu could create together 
that needed to be eternal. So remember, the whole marriage happened, Yaakov Avinu, not in a very nice environment. You know, gangster family, etc. Very messy, very complicated kind of a situation. That's us, you know, sitting in the hood. Very complicated kind of a thing. And somehow through the hood, there's a reason, by the way, by the way, when the Friedrich Rebbe came to America and was looking for a place, he could have picked a nicer place than Brooklyn, New York, or the hood. Why did he pick the hood? The hood is a hood, you know, it's a neighborhood. It's a very uh, interesting kind of a place. Why this place? And not only that, the Friedrich Rebbe chose a place that had been an abortion clinic. Okay, so just, (laughs) we keep having breaks. For Rachel to be eternal, why would Rachel want to be eternal? What she and Yaakov Avinu are creating, as we said, Yaakov Avinu, just to review, Yaakov Avinu is pure Tyra. Of course we would all like to to sit, at, you know, in a base medrash the whole day and, and, and learn. Well, not all of us, but often. I mean, the famous stories of the Baal Shem Tov that um, the Baal Shem Tov went to a certain base medrash, maybe more than one, and there was a parish there who somehow, I don't know how he had long eyebrows. Um, <laughs> how do you grow your eyebrows? I, I never trimmed my eyebrows, you know. So he had very long eyebrows, and they were covering his eyes, and he would sit all day in a base medrash. And it seems, if I got it right, the story that I think was the Belshem, maybe it was one of the, possible that it was one of the, the disciples of the Belshem of sent, and who spoke to this parish and said, the parish felt very kind of good about himself, that he doesn't really see the world, he, his eye, eyebrows were covering his eyes, etc., so he couldn't see the world, and he sat and learned all day. And virtually he was, essentially he was told, well, by this Talmud Chacham who came to see him, lift up your eyebrows. You have to take the truth of what you're learning and bring bring it out to the world. And it was it was a, a, a complex encounter between them, let's just say it that way. But Rachel Menu. She knows. She's married to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is, I'm sitting in the sense, in the tenth of Tyre and I'm learning. But their whole marriage happened in the, uh, not exactly tenth of Tyre, a real mafia type of place, real depraved kind of a place. And clearly she understood the truth of Tyre needs to come down to those lowest places. That's what we see in Basi Lagani of this year. In order to really understand the depths of the heights of Tyre, it's by coming down, bringing it down to the street of the street of the street, and very not just nice streets, unnice streets, where the the marriage of of Yaakov and Rachel and Leah happened. Those were not nice streets. Those were not quiet streets. Um, and she knew that the two had to merge. So Rachel gave her maidservant so that she should be built 
her lineage, her eternity, the eternity of what Yaakov Avinu was achieving would become eternal. And become eternal actually via not the most, not, not the loftiest of people, but the unlo- the, the less lofty people, let's say that. In this case, Bila. I will be built, my, my eternity will be built through her. That's what she said. And so, the question is also one last, we said we were going to end with this kind of Kabbalistic thought. Why? Why also Leah? You know, why did she have a maid servant? Why Bill, and why Russell? The Imahis, Sarifka, Russell, and Leah, are the level of Malchus of Atzilus. Atzilus is a place where Hashem is openly visible, pure, pure visible, pure visibility of godliness. But Malchus is the bridge that takes you down to a lower place. So Malchus of Atzilus, that, so to speak, the place where, so to speak, our, our, four, our, our mothers, Rachel, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, they lived in that bridge place from the holy, pure place of Atzilus, bridging it down. What about their maids? Their maids are Malchus, as it goes down to Briyatsirisia. The sovereignty of Hashem, the truth, as it goes down into the lower worlds. So again, Rachel and Leah, they lived in Malchus of Atzilus. But their maidservants are Malchus going down to a much lower place. And that's why it says, Evan Masua Bainim Rashpina. The rock, the stone, um, I'm not sure. Evan Masu Habayim Haisa Rashpina. I actually don't know what it means. The stone Masu Habayim Rashpina. Hello? It's the rock that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. The rock that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. So who are the builders? The Avais are the builders. Thank you so much. The Avais are the builders. They build Malchus. They build the sovereignty of Hashem in this world. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, they build. But they rejected something. And the thing that they rejected, they said, no, no, no. If we're going to build Hashem's Malchus in the world, we're not going to use this. And the this that they rejected, that they turned their noses up at, said, oh, no, you're not going to be able to do it through this. They turned their noses up at it. That thing that they rejected when they were building the sovereignty of Hashem in this world, our Avais, it actually became the cornerstone of the future and of eternity. What did they reject? Um, First of all, how do they build Malthus? By being married to the Imahas. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, by being married to Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, that's how they build the Malchus. They don't, don't only, they build the Malchus of Hashem in this world, they build sovereignty of truth by, through their marriage to the Imahos. And we see this is emphasized in the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, which is called the Yichud of Manban, as it says in the Terah. So, when they're building Malchus, 
there was, as we said, the Abbas turned their noses up at something. The Abbas did not want to marry the maidservants. Why not? For a deeply Kabbalistic reason. Because they turned their noses up at, they rejected, they detested the concept of bringing Malchus down so low into the lower worlds. Now, by the way, the maidservants, that's what they're all about. Hi, what's your name? My name's Bella. Hi, what's your name? My name's Zilpa. What do you do? I bring I bring Malchus down into the lower world. Oh, no, 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 not for me. Yeah, I'll have a nice day. Right? They rejected, our Abbas rejected that. We're not bringing Abbas down, we're not bringing Malchus down so low. It doesn't belong there. It's holy, it's pure. Don't bring it into a defiled place. So the maidservants who, that's what they're all about, creating that journey of bringing Malchus down into a kind of pretty defiled place. The Abbas said, not marrying them. If I marry them, if we marry them, so to speak, we are on board with bringing Malchus down so low. We're not. But their wives forced them. Because their wives saw. Their wives understood. They understood that Malchus has to be brought down, 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 down to the lowest realms. Otherwise, you'll have a world that's eternally divided. You know, Yaakov sitting and learning pure and Asaph out there in the field and <clears throat> never the two shall, shall meet. So their wives, so Rivka, Rachel and Leah, forced their husbands to marry the maidservants, to connect, to unify with that energy of bringing holiness down to the lowest worlds. The Havalti came, Dafka Yedei Nisuehem Im Hashivchas Bechinus Amalch Biyaridas Alibiya Nasa Binyan Valiyas Amalch Betachlus Hashlim. So their wives understood that if you, when you will marry our mates who are all about bringing Malchus down to the lowest worlds, that will actually build Malchus fully. Sif Shivcha Kisirsha Sirash Gvirtalamailusa. And so we're going to end with this. So the women had that wisdom. That that's the way it has to be. So so to speak, it's called from the bottom up. In uniting with the simplest and even in uniting with the energy that's not so ayayay, but doing it right. By us being sort of pushed out into the street, and today, whether you like it or not, you're somehow sent out into the street. You can't avoid it. <laughs> Put it this way. If you have a telephone and you don't call them, they will call you, you know, all day long. We have a new program about your car warranty. I don't want a car warranty. You know, they call you even if you don't call them, right? You know, the robocalls, et cetera, et cetera. The world will come to you. So therefore, Barzil is Bila before Rachel and, and Zilpa before Leah. Which means, um, let's see how we could say it here in simple. 
from the bottom up. The Shlemus of Barzil of holiness in the third base of Mizrish will come not just with the power of eternity, I will stand for the truth no matter what, but the Kayashabanino Yiye Lorakmeabanim Elagami Barzil. Specifically, the building of the base of Migdash will be from iron. Iron represents from the bottom up. The most unholy that you wouldn't expect. You know, the lady, the cashier at Home Depot, she's not necessarily the most unholy. ShopRite, 2 o'clock in the morning. Not such, you know, people. They're not really people at the cash register. And summertime kids, they're not thinking about Enos Novade. Their Sheva Mrs. cards in their in their hands can transform the whole world. The simplest people, the 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 lowest realms, the most oppositional realms, in the end, will become the greatest allies to Kedusha. And that's what it means. So therefore, to end off, when it comes to Vayichi, Vayichi is all about for the eternity of truth and the eternity of the base of Mezush, the eternity of Tyra. We don't have to be afraid of oppositional forces. We just have to say, oh, there you are. You're here to help, aren't you? Great. Let's get to work. So we say, Hashem, we've gotten to work. We're ready for the eternity of the base of Mizush, Taira, Truth, Yidden, Yiddishkeit, all of that. Your Malchus. And we look forward to being together in the base of Mizush Shlishi immediately now.